You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, my friend. I'm just getting so excited for today's episode. We are so honored that you're here and that you chose to listen to this episode today. It does not go unnoticed, and we are just thankful for every single click, every single download, every single listen. And just, we're just, we love you. We love you. Um, and I hope today's episode touches you, encourages you, and challenges you in the best way. And honestly, if you love the show, uh, and if you haven't already, give us a little subscribe so you can make sure you never miss an episode in the future. All right. Today is for anyone who hates their job. Can I get a hand raised? Does anyone out there hate their job? Or it's for anyone who struggles viewing work as something positive and is constantly living for Fridays or their next vacation. Not that vacations are bad, but um, it's for the person who low-key hates Mondays because you struggle with viewing work as something good, right? And I know that's relatable. I was once there. I used to hate my job. Um, (laughs) But I just, before I even go any further, full disclosure, this episode is coming from our foundational beliefs and worldviews as Christians and as believers in God's word. And we don't apologize for that. We've never shied away from sharing our faith. And today's topic is so foundational to the way that God created us to live. So just wanted to preface that. Uh, We don't apologize for it, but we also uh, wanted to just share where the foundation for today's episode is kind of coming from. Um, So today we're diving deep on if God intended work to be good or if it is a byproduct of the fall. And we're chatting practical ways that you can deal with your job if you are currently in a job that you loathe and hate. How can you steward where you're at with grace and a good attitude? And lastly, we chat about how the opposite of work, rest, is also so important. How important work and rest are in a balance with each other and just so much more. So today's episode is hopefully gonna challenge you and encourage the crap out of you on your mindset regarding the work you do, whether you absolutely love it or hate it. Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, I am so excited for this episode. This is some, I feel like, okay, we say that every time. We literally say that every time. time. I like, but I'm annoyed. (laughs) I'm annoyed for the listener for us. But also, we mean it. We do. (laughs) But like every time they freaking start an episode, I'm so excited for this. How can I? How can I change it? How? What can I say instead? Hi, welcome. Let's go. Hi, welcome. Say. Let's get started. I'm so excited. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Let's get started. I really do think this is going to be a very fun episode. Obviously, it comes from a very personal and foundational place for us of our faith, and I'm totally understand that not everyone believes that, but hopefully you can still kind of listen to this and get something out of it and, you know, understand maybe a little bit more of where Lindsay and I come from when it comes to work Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe get a better 
broader worldview understanding of how other people view work or something. Hopefully you get something out well, of this. Well, even, even if somebody's not a believer, I think this episode at the end of the day deals with mindset on work. Yeah. And obviously we're sharing where we believe that mindset comes from, but I think it's still a positive episode to listen to regarding work, especially if you hate your job. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So let's dive on in. Let's talk first and foremost, is work a part of God's design for us? So is work a good thing or was work a part of the curse or, you know, the fall of man, like Adam and Eve's sin? Like, is it a byproduct of the fall? Therefore, it's like, oh, we have to do it. It's part of the curse. Like we were, like, it's like that mindset of like, was it a part of the Garden of Eden before the fall? And it was like part of what God intended? Or is it a byproduct and it's a a product of like, oh, like God's ideal was for us to live in heaven and to do nothing. Like yeah. those are the two questions that we're like yes. balancing. And I think, let's just dive straight into the answer. <laughs> work was part of God's plan. Work was yes. not a part of the fall or a part of the curse. God gave us work in his perfect design for the Garden of Eden. So when things were literally perfection in the garden before Adam and Eve sinned, work was a part of Adam and Eve's life and a part of God's design. So I think as Christians and as believers, it's so important for us to keep that in mind because I think a part of the curse was when God made the the soil, you know, Adam have to wrestle with the soil and, you know, the earth and and man would be at enmity with each other. And, you know, that was a part of the curse when it became really, really challenging and really, really difficult. So I think a lot of Christians, a lot of believers, and a lot of the world then have switched and view work as hard and part of the curse. And, you know, it's it was not— Like, it, oh, if, if we wouldn't have sinned ever, like— We wouldn't be working ever. Right. Which right. is so false. God literally gave us work as part of His perfect plan. He literally told— Adam to to name the animals and to tend to the Garden of Eden. It was a task and and a job that he gave Adam to do, and it was part of his responsibility. I think something that we have to look at as believers especially is we are created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so we are we are modeled after God in the sense of like, okay, looking at what he did when he created the world in seven days, he did work. Like yeah. he did holy work and he did meaningful work. He created the sky and then he created the water. He created the animals. That was work that was meaningful and had a purpose. And therefore, us being created in his image, we have that same role to create good works in this world to for good, to better this world. Um, And I think that's what gets lost in the idea of like, oh, work. It's just like, I just want to like have no, if like life would be perfect if I didn't work at all. Yeah. Which ironically, I feel like when people don't work at all, they get bored. Oh, people are so unhappy. Right. Because like it should fulfill you. Oh yeah. Let's pay attention to the statistics of very wealthy, like multimillionaires, billionaires or whatever, who no longer actively work throughout the day or, you know, the wives of multimillionaires or billionaires, the spouses who don't have to work or whatnot, they tend to get very bored. They are depressed. They're they're lonely. There's a lot that comes with it. Because I would say, I, you said the wives. I would say the wives or the husbands. I said the spouses. That, oh, okay. But I said I'm wives like, and then I corrected. The, the multi-billionaire could also be a woman. Yes. And the, her spouse 
Could be a man, whatever. Okay. I tried to correct it. So let me okay. just correct this even better. I'm just, I'm just like this all the women billionaires out there. Kudos to you. <laughs> Amen. Lindsay and I are, are aiming for that. So <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, we're going to move on from this. That was just a faux pas. Let's just say it's just you have to pay attention to the fact that for a lot of people who sat around when COVID hit and you know, weren't able to work and were just sitting around watching Netflix or whatever. Was it fun for a little while? Yeah, I think a lot of people were, you know, somewhat having fun. They learned how to, you know, relax. I think, and- I think rest, or well, we'll get on to rest in a second, but like the lack of work is awesome, I think for like a little bit, but it's that extended lack of work yes. for a long period of time yes. where I feel like you feel like you don't have purpose anymore. Yes, we were designed. Work is a holy calling. We were designed to work. It's part of our DNA. We want to make an impact and make a difference. And work is the biggest way we do that in this world. So I think our encouragement with this episode and for anyone just listening and anyone we talk to, conversations that Lindsay and I have is just to encourage and remind people, including ourselves, that we're not supposed to just live for the weekends, you know, and mm-hmm. for Fridays. And it's not about working throughout the week to begrudgingly make money and then be able to actually use it and spend it on the weekends and on vacation. Like that's not how life is supposed to be lived. It's work is a part of God's design for our lives. And that doesn't mean that making money or taking a vacation or the weekends or having joy on a Saturday is bad. No. That just means it, that mindset of like hating life, hating like the sh- sh- drudgery of work. Oh, I can't wait for Saturday. And then like living for the weekend, living it up and then having that mindset of going back to work and being like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And I think it's hard to not feel that when you hate your job. And yeah. we're going to get into that in a second, but it, it just genuinely is. Like when you love your job, I think it's easier to have a, a positive mindset on work because mm-hmm. you love it. Right. But like, I guess that leads us perfectly into the next part, which is what happens when your job genuinely sucks and you hate it? Like, how do you handle that in a holy way? How do you have a good attitude about that when, like, you're like, okay, I get it. Like, God ordained work. Like, he meant that to be a good thing. But now I'm in a situation or I'm in a season where my job literally sucks and I hate it and I don't want to be doing this forever. Like, what do you do? Yeah. I think we have some examples. Lindsay, you want to talk about just the restaurant season for both yeah, of us? Yeah, I think like the time in my life where I, I mean, I've had a lot of jobs over the years before this career that I hated. Um, but the one that comes to mind the most is I was a waitress at a brewery. Uh, this was right after college. So this was actually right before I kind of stepped into photography and entrepreneurship. But I remember, like, I loved the job purely for the paycheck. Like, the tips were popping, but everything else about it, like, I hate, like, I hated. I felt demeaned by the manager. Nothing I did was right. And so you just, you start, like, every time you, like, put on the shoes and the apron and get ready for work, like, it was just like, like, every, I, could, I could promise you, most people, that are listening to this know that feeling. Mm-hmm. That feeling of like putting on your work uniform and like going to work and you your literally- Your heart just sinks. Your heart sinks and you literally just want the day to be over. Like yeah. I get it because I was there. I know Evie has the same yep. story. Ironically, you were also a waitress. <laughs> yes. Or maybe you were a hostess. I can't remember. Both. Okay, both. Uh, but like we relate it. We relate yeah. it. We relate to that and we get it because we were there. And 
I think my encouragement to anybody that's currently in that space, it doesn't have to be a waitress and not also hating on waitresses because not everyone that's a waitress hates their job, but Mm. just I did in that season. Um, (laughs) But my encouragement is even if you're in a season or a job or a career that you hate, how can you steward where God has put you in that moment? How can you steward what he's given you then and be open to the possibilities of the future. Because if you're going to work every day, begrudgingly hating it, having a piss-ass attitude, and literally like letting that saturate everything about your day, Mm -hmm. how are you gonna be in a good mindset to, if God, like an opportunity comes along that could get you out of that season, you might miss it because you're too busy worrying about how much you hate your job and how much you wanna go home. Yeah. I think our encouragement would be pay attention to your attitude. You can change your attitude in that situation, even if it's a pretty crappy situation and you really truly hate your job and your coworkers treat you terribly, your employers treat you terribly, you know, you don't believe in the work that you're doing or, you know, whatever it looks like. You could have all the cards stacked against you, the whole deck (laughs) stacked against you, but Instead of going to work thinking, this sucks, I just want to go home, I hate this, and focusing on that negative side of things, I think a a great replacement is to begin to switch your mindset and think, okay, I don't love this job, but how can I use this job today to bless the people I interact with? And that's something that I really tried to do in that season of the restaurant where I didn't love it. But I also looked around at my coworkers who also were miserable and hating their work. And I was like, how can I bless them? How can mm-hmm. I support my managers? How can I encourage, you know, my fellow servers, my fellow hosts, my fellow, you know, kitchen staff? And I ended up like every time I would come into work or whatnot, my coworkers and everyone at the restaurant would be like, Evie's on Evie's on today. Like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. You're always so happy and so encouraging and so smiley. Like when I left the, the entire, you know, people were like, we love you so much. We're going to miss you so much. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. I hated this place, but I'm glad you guys liked me. But (laughs) I think that that's not, I'm not in any way trying to toot my own horn there. I'm just trying to say you can impact your work environment, even if you hate it. You Mm -hmm. can seek to love and to serve and to bless the people around you, even if you hate it. And with that, I think God really sees that. God loves when we make the most of a crappy situation and when we are faithful with what is in front of us because God, uh, Luke 16.10 says, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And there are other verses in scripture that talk about the same thing of when we're faithful with the little things that God's given us. When we steward the little things well, He gives us more and more. So if you're wanting more responsibility, if you're wanting more blessing, more, you know, more impact, more X, Y, Z, like fill in the blank, then be faithful with what's in front of you, no matter how much you might hate it. Mm, That's so good. Evie, do you want to share? I feel like you shared this story with me like a long time ago of like, a a shift you had at your restaurant and you like saw this woman like crying or whatever. And then you like, do you remember that story? Yeah, I do. Do you want to share that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was a 
a slow like afternoon lunch shift and I had this one lady sitting at like a six-seater table, which I was like, great. And uh, <laughs> you're like, great. No, I can't see a six-table family and make more money. It's fine. So I was serving her and she just wanted a, a soup and salad, I think. And if I remember correctly, and I could just tell she was not doing okay that morning or that afternoon. And I was kind of trying to be friendly to her, smile with her. And then eventually when I came back with her food, so I'd taken, sat her, taken her order, taken her drink order, you know, interacted with her a couple of times. And I could just tell she was like on the verge of tears. And I just asked her, how are you doing today? Are you okay? And she just started crying and said, this whole life story. I forget exactly what it was. I think her husband had just left her and she had four kids at home and she wasn't sure how she was going to pay the bills. And she was trying to come out Christmas shopping, but she didn't know how she was going to get her kids Christmas gifts. Or it was something like that where she was just overwhelmed and just started sobbing in the middle of the restaurant. And I just got down on my knees in front of her and just held her hand and was like, can I pray for you? And she started crying harder and was like, yes, please. And I just started praying for her. And I, you know, in that moment, I was like, I have no idea if my boss walks around the corner, if he's going to fire me, but I don't care. I know the Holy Spirit is telling me to like, love this woman and to pray for this woman. And so I just started praying for her and then we hugged and I went to my manager and asked if I could pay for her meal. And so I paid for her whole lunch and she ended up writing me a note on the check and just saying, you have no idea how much this impacted me. And I, you felt like a guardian angel today and I needed that so much. So just a situation where I was just aware of how can I bless other people. I, you know, I could have been super, super upset that I had a one person at a six-seater table, but instead I was paying attention to the person who was sitting at that six-seater table. Okay. But didn't also somebody like a coworker see you do that? Yeah. And then yeah. like, cause when you told me this story, you said like years later mm-hmm. and you had no idea that anybody saw you. I mean, you probably weren't oh, paying I forgot attention, about but like, this. yeah, you like, so finish the story. Okay. It, it I for- makes it even better. <laughs> I forgot about this. So one of my coworkers, the host that day, saw me down on my knees praying with that lady. I had no idea that that she had seen me doing that. And she talked to me like two, three years later, we had a conversation and she said, watching you live out your faith, like I knew you were a Christian, but watching you live it out it was a turning point in in me and in my life. And she ended up becoming saved a big part of the reason because she worked with me and she saw me actually day by day living out my faith and not just saying I loved Jesus and I loved people, but actually actively loving people. I had no idea. When she told me that, I started crying. But she was like, when I sat there in the doorway, like looking into the restaurant, watching you on your knees with a guest, praying with her and then paying for her meal. She's like, I knew you have something that is real and I want that. And it was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. 
It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before and reach revenue goals that you've barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. I wanted you to share that story because I think that's, I just remember, I literally, when you told me that story, it stayed with me. And I think that's such a beautiful example of you literally hated that job. I mean, I mean, oh, I hated yeah. my job. Like, <laughs> but like we we all like we all have situations where we loathe our job. And in that circumstance, I think that's such a beautiful picture of literally stewarding where God has put you, mm-hmm. even if it sucks, even if it's crappy, even if you're having to like scrub the floor or whatever yeah. you have to do. Like, even if it sucks, how can you? open your eyes and pay attention to the opportunities that God is putting in front of you. Because when you do that and you like, not that you have to pray and buy a meal, that's not the ticket out of a sucky job, but (laughs) just like looking at that story and being like, wow, like you paid attention to where God had you and you opened your eyes to stewarding and and doing a sucky job with grace and with love and God rewarded that. like. And seeking excellence in what I was doing too. Exactly. Seeking excellence. I think my example is nowhere near as powerful as that. (laughs) Nowhere near as good. But uh, the other day, no, not the other day. It was like a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was looking at an old notebook and I I opened the book. Is it like, I have like a bajillion notebooks here and there. And like some of them randomly have like blank pages and then notes scribbled on it. But anyways, I opened this notebook and... I I looked at notes and it was like fr- notes from the very first marketing course that I ever bought. Like back in 2015, when I was like, oh, I want to like get into Instagram marketing and like become like a business owner or whatever. I was like, yeah. So I had <laughs> notes. I had 
like notes from that course on it. And then I kept flipping the pages. And then I saw like randomly like a like a description of like ciabatta bread and like French dip salad or like French dip sandwich. And I was like, what is this? And I looked at it and it I realized it was me writing out the menu of the the brewery that I worked at that I hated. Because at that time, even though I hated it, I wanted to be a great server for people that interacted with me. And I wanted to make sure I knew the the menu backwards and forwards. Mm. And I still wanted to make sure that I was doing a really good job. And I just, I looked at that notebook and I was like, whoa. Like, I was in that moment, I was still technically stewarding and trying to do a job that I hated with excellence. Yeah. Even though I hated it and it sucked. Yeah. But like, I was literally like, writing out word by word the entire menu from memory so that yeah. anytime somebody ordered, I would like know what to do or whatever. But that's, that's like pathetic compared to your story. No, it's, <laughs> it's not because that shows your heart for excellence. And it shows that you were seeking to do a really good job at a job you hated. And that's true. I think that's so, so powerful and so important to realize if you're not stewarding something that you hate, what makes you think all of a sudden magically you're going to be able to steward something you love? If you yeah. haven't practiced those, that discipline and, you know, the mindset and all of that, what makes you think it's going to suddenly change just because you like what you're doing? Because I guarantee there are going to be days when you don't like what you're doing. Even if you love your job, there, yeah. there are still days in my work when I'm swamped with a bunch of tasks I don't like and I'll just look at it and be like, okay, got to, you know, show up to work even if I don't feel like it today. And uh -huh. it's just part of the process. Okay, I'm so sorry. This has absolutely nothing to do with the episode, but it does have to do with my restaurant job. And I just thought of it for the first time, like ever since it happened. And I literally just started almost busting out laughing. I know, I saw so, you grinning and I was like, oh, what is she doing? <laughs> it, okay, it's real, real quick intermission story just to just lighten the humor of this episode. I worked at a brewery, so I was like very well-versed in like beer as far as like, what type of beer? Like what? like hops and all that crap, whatever. Anyways, I had a table one time. <laughs> oh, this is literally, I'm cringing. Uh, it was like this old man and a woman. It was like an old married couple and they ordered wine. No, no, not, they didn't just order wine. They ordered a bottle of wine. And that was the very first time it, because that doesn't happen very often in like a brewery. Like if you worked at like an Italian restaurant, I'm sure that would happen like all the time. Yeah. But so I wasn't trained on like the wine etiquette of like table <gasps> service for bottled wine. Um, no. And I remember you're going <laughs> to, literally, this is like the funniest story of my life now that I'm remembering it. So I, I was like, of course, yep. And I go back and I remember asking like a fellow waitress, like, what do you do? How do you, like, what's the etiquette of serving like wine at the table? Because I was just going to like get the bottle and just, here you go. Oh my <laughs> um, gosh. And then she would told me like, okay, like, no, you set out the bottles and then apparently like you have them like sniff the cork or something like that <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, she like gave me like a minute long rundown and then I went out there and like, I, I literally, I just remember like I, I was trying to open the bottle, but like I was so nervous and they were just staring at me. And I remember like the aluminum of the top of the wine started making like my finger bleed. So like, I'm like literally like trying to like shaking, trying to open <gasps> up this w wine bottle, but like I'm bleeding all over. <gasps> 
I think it just got on the aluminum, but like I just remember like opening it and then like be like, would you like to smell it? Oh <laughs> like, my god. And then, like, I poured a little bit. I don't even know. I just remember I was, like, mortified. I, like, walked back in, and I, like, showed the waitress my bleeding hands, and she was like, oh, no. Oh, no, dude. We had—I worked at a fancy Italian restaurant, and we went through training. Well, see, training. we went through training for beer. I was yeah. like—because it was a brewery, and, like, yeah, at a brewery, yeah, you're still going to offer wine, and you're going to— sometimes offer bottled wine, oh but like gosh. the fact that that, like it just never happened. That's amazing. It's so funny. Anyways, okay, we can move on. I just wanted to share that uh, mental picture. That's hilarious. Okay, well, that's a, a great example of uh, trying to do your job well. <laughs> <laughs> trying and failing and bleeding. Okay, well, before we kind of move on to talking a little bit about rest, we had a note in here that I think is just important. And I kind of touched on this of like, if you're not, stewarding what you have now, what makes you think you'll steward what you have in the future well. But let's make that a little bit more practical of if you are not currently stewarding like your $100 weekly paycheck or whatever, bi-weekly paycheck well, like if you're not stewarding your finances well now with this job, what makes you think that you'll be able to handle $100,000 well? Like what, it, it just, your responsibility, your blessings, your, you know, everything increases and continues to grow if you steward what you have well from the beginning. So don't despise the the season that you're in. Even if you don't like it, find ways to seek to be faithful and to steward it well. Mm, that's so good. Well, okay. okay, we wanted to move on to the end of this episode. To wrap it up, we wanted to talk about the flip side of work, which is rest. Because while we're sitting here talking about how work is good and it's really good to work hard, if you do that too much, you're going to burn yourself to the ground. Yep. And so just as much as work is good, rest is also Rest is so just important. as important. Right, and it needs to be a part of the equation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the biblical example that is the proof, all, all the proof we need is God created the world in six days. Yeah. And then on that seventh day, I mean, well, the six days before, he did hard work. Yeah. Like, he made it like a bird. That's hard work. Um, <laughs> he literally created the entire planet. What did you do in your week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then on that seventh day, he rested. Yeah. He took his Sabbath. And then, I mean, that just shows us rest in conjunction with good work is crucial. Yeah. Because working yourself to the bone and then just using the excuse, well, work is good. God made work to be good. But like, you're going too hard and you're not taking a break and you're not resting. That's yeah. not healthy. But on the flip side, you know, slogging through, sloshing, slogging through work and just waiting for that one or two rest days is also unhealthy. We are yeah. designed to handle work, but also we are commanded to rest. It's it's a balance. And I think it's just giving both your work and your rest to God and stewarding both your work and your rest with equal value and honor because both of those were des designed and given by God. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Um, we recommend, well, we haven't read this, so full disclosure, we have not read this, but a very good book on this topic of just like work as a holy calling and how God designed work to be good for us as human beings is the book Garden City by John Mark Comer. So if you want to hear more thoughts just on everything that we've talked about in this episode, highly recommend that book. But however, we neither of we, us have read it. We can recommend it just because people have recommended it to us. It is on right. our lists, but we haven't read it. So just be aware right. of that. We're recommending something we have not actually 
read yet. <laughs> yeah. So just full disclosure. Yeah. And we wanted to leave you with some thoughts uh, to kind of challenge and encourage you. Just a few like questions you can ask yourself as you're leaving this episode. So Lindsay, do you want to dive yeah. into those? So uh, ask yourself, how can I steward where God's placed me right now, whether I love it or not? And especially if I don't, because yeah. that's that's the kicker. I think it's easy to steward and love what you do when you love it, right? Yeah. Um, the next one is, do you wor- view work as a burden or as a gift? And mm. think about that answer and then think about why. Yeah. Like, is there anything from your past that's coming into that viewpoint or how you grew up or just your past jobs? Like, what is bringing the information of where you're getting that assumption from. Yeah. And then how can I switch my mindset to view my work as a calling to create something that betters this world and impacts people's lives? Even if you're like working at Papa John's. Yep. Like, because I, I, when you say like, oh, people that are like making this world better, I think you automatically think like, oh, they're making like technology or bridges or like they're making Medical like a advances. cure for cancer yeah. or something like that where it's like, yeah, those are awesome. Those things do help save lives. But don't think that if you're working at Papa John's that you're discounted from that. Yeah. Like, so that's good. where you have to switch your mindset and have that viewpoint, kind of like Evie praying for that girl of like, how can I go to work and still impact people and show them the Lord no matter where I'm at? Yeah. And then the final question is, am I honoring my rest equally with my work? And I mm-hmm. think that's just so important. I mean, we called this podcast the Heart and Hustle podcast because the two have to go hand in hand. You have to take care of yourself and your heart and all of that, which goes into rest. And then you have to work hard. You have to hustle. And it also, in hustling, you have to rest in order to be a successful hustler and a successful person who can work from full capacity. You have to rest. Both are equally important. So kind of assessing do I value my rest above my work? Do I value my work above my rest? And kind of trying to come to that equal ground between the two. Yeah. Well, hope this served you today and it gave you encouragement wherever you're listening, whether you're listening to it in a job that you love or a job that you hate. Uh, We just hope it touched your heart and really served you in this season of your life. So if you loved it, please let us know. You can tag us on social at Mrs. Lindsay Roman, at Evie Rupp, and the podcast at The Heart University. Um, We love seeing it. And we would really love to know what you guys think about this episode. Um, Because it's like something that is deep to our heart. And we're just like really passionate about Mm -hmm. sharing our faith. And we don't actually share our faith very much on this show, really, I don't think. Like, we don't do, yeah. like, episodes that are very, like, faith-heavy. Um, occasionally, but... Occasionally, but not actually that often. So we really, when we do, we really uh, hope that you guys receive it well. Even if you don't believe the same way we do, we hope that this just encouraged you to have a better mindset on your work and yeah. life in general and to really view each opportunity that comes to you or each circumstance that you're put in as an opportunity to give love and mm-hmm. to really make someone else's people. day better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you. We are cheering you on and we will see you on the next episode.